Come to me, all you that are weary and carrying heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. I don't know about you, but I absolutely love this invitation of Jesus. It names what so many of us can feel at times. Weariness, that deep tiredness that living can sometimes bring about. And it promises relief, repose, rest. When I hear these words and actually let them sink in a bit, I can feel it in my body. A sense of peace, of calm, of being born up a bit. Last week, we spoke about rest as a need that we all have. As much as we might sometimes think and operate otherwise, life is not all work, and it can't be. When we are on all the time, always trying to produce, to accomplish, to impress, to succeed, we quickly end up anxious and worn out and spent. The world pushes us to live this way, but we remembered that even God seems to think rest is a pretty good idea. God took a day off after the work of creation, modeling the life-giving rhythm of work and rest, inhaling and exhaling that is woven into the fabric of life. God took a day to accomplish nothing, to simply sit back and admire the creation in all its beauty and complexity and wonder. God saw that it was all very good, and for that day, that was enough. We are on the same topic today, of course. We are still talking about Sabbath. But today we move beyond the realm of rest being a good idea or something God might politely suggest we could use because we look a little bit haggard. Today we are into the realm of the law. Today we are talking about Sabbath as a commandment. One of the big ten, in fact. We tend to be a little bit selective in how we read the Ten Commandments. I mean, our society as a whole generally seems to agree that thou shalt not kill is a good one to diligently observe. There's not a whole lot of widespread debate there. Thou shalt not steal has similarly broad approval. But coveting what others have is basically the foundation of our economic system. Bearing false witness against our neighbors is powerful fuel for social media. And keeping the Sabbath? Well, this commandment is often skipped over altogether. To many Christians today, it sounds like something distant and old-fashioned, something that belongs to another time or another faith. No real harm if we ignore that one, we think. There's so much to get done anyway, and that's the important part, right? I do need to be totally honest in saying that I am as guilty as anybody here. I know that rest is a necessary part of life. I know that Sabbath is a command in the Bible, but I've always struggled to figure out what that actually looks like in my daily life. When I have my day off, I often approach that as a catch-up day. Time to tie up loose ends, to run errands, to get more things done. It might be a day that's away from my regular paid job, but it's still most often a day of work, still a day with to-do lists and things to accomplish and a sense that I'm behind and under pressure. It's part of the reason we ended up with this theme for Lent, you know. Yes, it seemed to strike a chord with other people in the congregation, 
but it very much struck a chord with me. I want to work at this too, to explore what it might actually look like to build in time that is genuinely different each week, time that is not just more work, but true and faithful rest. Sabbath is not just a suggestion, folks. In the Bible, it is a command. So what exactly are we being commanded to do and why? The basic commandment is this, remember the Sabbath day and keep it holy. That language might sound familiar because you might remember that last week in the creation story, God blessed the Sabbath day and hallowed it. God made the day of rest holy. And the commandment for us is to keep it that way. This is an interesting position we are in, don't you think? God has already created this time of rest and set it apart, and we are called on to acknowledge that time, to enter into it, to keep the Sabbath holy. So what exactly does that mean? Well, you probably know that in the Bible, to be holy means to be set apart, to be designated for a special purpose. To call a place holy is to set it apart for something special, for worshiping God, for example. To call a people holy is to set them apart, for living in a particular way, for carrying out a particular task. The Sabbath is time that's set apart for rest. God has made it that way, and for us to keep it as holy means to treat it as God has made it, as the particular, special, distinct time that it is. Some of us Christians may not have a whole lot of experience with this when it comes to rest, but think about another time that you do set apart that you do treat as holy. Take a totally obvious one. Think of Christmas Eve. It's on the calendar. You know that it's coming. You don't schedule other things on that day. You prepare for it. You plan ahead. You do your shopping and your decorating. Maybe you invite people to be there with you. It is non-negotiable. You're not gonna skip it if you happen to have a lot of email to catch up that day or if you decide you don't really feel like it. No, it's Christmas Eve. You follow your plans. You go to worship. You spend time with family and friends. You celebrate. The analogy is not perfect, of course. Christmas comes around only once a year, so it sounds manageable to set apart that one day, to keep that one day holy. But I think it's helpful to remember that we do know how to do something a bit like what I hear the Sabbath commandment asking of us. We do know what it means to honor a particular time, to set it aside, to step into its God-given holiness. The Sabbath commandment calls us just to work those muscles more often, to build that sort of rhythm into our life week upon week. You probably know that many Jewish communities have beautiful traditions around Sabbath keeping, around honoring this particular time each week. That could involve wearing special clothes, preparing a festive meal, gathering with friends or family, lighting candles, singing songs, going to worship. How do you honor a particular time? You plan ahead, you prepare, you make it beautiful, you make it enjoyable. You don't quickly discard it if you happen to be a little too busy. And of course, you set work aside. The commandment's pretty clear about that. It's at the core of Sabbath observance. You shall not do any work, you, your son or your daughter, your male or female slave, your livestock, or the resident alien in your towns. The commandment to rest is clearly not just for the male heads of households in this ancient patriarchal culture. No, it is far-reaching, all-encompassing, 
embracing the whole community, even the animals. So at its core, keeping the Sabbath holy is pretty simple. It means setting aside time that's free from work, whatever that might be for you. Think of things that you put on a to-do list. And it means doing what it takes to honor that holy time. That's the basic what of the Sabbath commandment. The Exodus text also gives us an important why. We rest, says the commandment, because God did. For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, the sea and all that's in them, but rested the seventh day. The creator of the universe has a pretty full plate. God has a whole lot to do. And if God can take a break, can pause and rest and simply appreciate the goodness of the world, then you can too. I really like what Old Testament scholar Walter Brueggemann has to say about this commandment. He says, Sabbath observance is a conscious resistance to anxiety. The culture around us says we are never enough. We need to do more, accomplish more, buy more, be more, always. Who we are and what we have is never enough in the frantic and always on modern world. Anxiety is just pumped into the air that we breathe. And keeping the Sabbath deliberately, deliberately unplugging from that way of thinking, from that way of being, is a way of resisting. By regularly taking time to rest, to enjoy and appreciate God's goodness in our lives, we say, I refuse to believe the lie that I'm defined by my accomplishments, my possessions, my work. Life is more than all of that. It's a gift, a joy, an unspeakable grace. After all, friends, we are made in the image of God. Remember? And God is not anxious. God has so filled the world with goodness and beauty that God can take a day to accomplish nothing. God isn't frantically running around, being sure everything is done, worrying and fretting and biting God's fingernails. No. God can take time to rest, trusting that life is very good, and we can do the same. So I don't know if you are giving this practice a try this season, but I hope you might be. I hope you might be trying to set aside time when you have nothing to accomplish, nothing to prove to anyone. Time when you can simply bask in the glow of God's love, when you can sense that easy yoke and that light burden that Jesus talks about. Don't worry if you can't manage a whole day at the moment. Try even a part of a day and see what it's like. You have a community around you committed to the truth that the Sabbath points to. Life is a gift from God, and we are not defined by what we do, not defined by our work. We are made in the image of the creating, blessing, resting God. And in God's care, we too can rest. Thanks be to God. Amen.